Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode today. My guest is Rod Soto. He is, by trade, a research engineer within the field of cybersecurity. But more interestingly, and we'll talk about that in a second, he is the co-founder and president of the Pacific Hackers Association and uh, got some interesting stuff right there. So let's dive in. Hello, Rod. How are you? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, like you just said, my name is Rod Soto, and I've been in the industry now probably over 15 years. I got started um, uh, in the mid-2000s. Uh, I started attending a, a group of a meetup of hackers um, named Hack Miami. Then I became part of it. Eventually, I um, broke into the industry, and I've been uh, developing the community work, mainly um, meetups where we share knowledge, we, we share uh, training free. Most of these meetups are free. Um, and then, obviously, um, during this process, I, I realized that when the attendants including some of those who did not have any background whatsoever um, in computer science or even infosec were finding jobs. So that gave me a hint that we were somehow our meetups, the way we structure our meetups, which was always a handsome type of exercise that was shared. And the conversation, the networking with, with sometimes senior people that would show up at the meetings was definitely uh, helping others to to find jobs and was helping everybody, including myself, to get new skills and to advance my careers. Uh, I eventually ended up in Silicon Valley with a startup that um, basically uh, uh, does uh, uh, or did uh, machine learning. And I ended up working for a very large software company called Splunk. I did another startup, then I came back to Splunk. And then during that process, I realized that there were not uh, meetup groups like the one I had in Miami with um, the same structure. So I attended several groups in the Valley and I thought they were great, but they were different. And my goal was to add to those groups, not to take from them. So I decided to create uh, Pacific Hackers. I co-founded Pacific Hackers with Joseph Sedet, which was my colleague at the time. And we um, basically were running it for a year or so. Uh, in that process, uh, I met Marco Palacios, which is now the the, pres the v VP, uh, the vice president. And Marco ended up getting a job uh, <laughs> in Fosec as well via Pacific Hackers. And that made him passionate about the group and the things that we could do. And now he is working with me actively uh, to foster um, this idea, this this community idea that we have, this effort, and then uh, now, right? We do have uh, we established this. Now we have um, meetups every month, and uh, we had to help a lot of people, uh, including veterans and uh, 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 underrepresented communities, to find jobs in cybersecurity. Yeah, you know, you you touched upon a couple of really important topics, right? You just said two of them, which are underrepresented uh, 
participants as well as veterans. And I think that the cyber community is finally getting to the point where they realize that traditionally hackers and those of us in cybersecurity fit one mold, and yet we do not. Whether we're good guys or bad guys, we're from all over the place. We have different backgrounds. We have different journeys. And that we need to be inclusive of all of these differences because the bad guys are different too. Someone made a great comment to me the other day and said, you know, the, the world is 51% female. I wonder what the population of hackers are that are female. And if the cybersecurity experts aren't female, how do we adequately defend against that? And that was a great question. And so let's talk about Pacific Hackers for a moment. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you've got an event coming up in about a month. It's going to be in Mountain View, uh, California at the Hacker Dojo. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that event? Uh, yeah. What you've done in the past and what you hope to accomplish this year, especially since it's the first time back in a couple of years. Right. This this one's specifically challenging because we're we're sort of coming back from the pandemic. The pandemic was, we all know, it was horrible. And we had to basically fall back and not meet. I, I, I seriously did not realize how bad it was until I went to DEFCON in, in August. Like meeting people and going back again into the community and sharing and, and playing with others. I look back and I said, Jesus, I don't want to go ever again for what we went. I don't. I, I want these two years to go away because it was it was not it was tough, right? It was tough. We did, you know, as a silver lining, we did create a lot of content online, and we did continue uh, to help people. And many of us got new jobs, and many of us uh, actually now have a better position because many of us were seeking to work remotely, for example. And we're seeking to be in a place that they could afford to buy something bigger, for example, have a, a, a different type of life and still do what they like. And that is a silver lining. Uh, however, we weren't able to meet in person. So we, I, I have personally run uh, two uh, iterations. Uh, and the third, obviously, we couldn't do it because of, uh, of, of COVID. Uh, so we're, we're coming back on November 18 and 19, and we're very excited uh, to count with the support of some uh, vendors in the community in order to make this happen. The idea, and it's always been the idea, number one, I don't take from other groups. I add to them. Number two, I try to, to push the local researchers, the up-and-comers, to speak at the conference so then they can speak at bigger conferences. And also I try to bring people to speak on those bigger or known conferences locally. The reason is, is following the same uh, sort of motto, Hack Miami. When we did Hack Miami, you know, people will joke about us and say if we hack alligators, right? Because there was nothing here. Uh, there was absolutely nothing. So we said, listen, why do we have to wait until July or August to go and see people. Why can we try to reproduce that here and then foster community and help others? And that's what I've been trying to do in the Silicon Valley area. I know San Francisco has amazing groups. They, they also have cons. 
San Francisco, I don't, we don't really go from South San Francisco North. That we go from South San Francisco around the airport all the way down to to San Jose, um, and that's the area that that we want to focus as uh, the the valley itself. And so far, we we have had many successes, um, and we still need to grow and do a bigger effort and make ourselves more known and and show others that we're just trying to help. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, the most interesting thing I heard you just say was that I'm trying to add and not take away from others. And I think that all of the cons and the conferences and, and the events that are being held, although they may appear to the outsider to be similar, I think those of us in the know realize that there are so many different viewpoints there are so many things to focus on there are so many emergent threats that are coming out so it's just a matter of finding what works for you and the community that you live in and as you said the up-and-comers who are going to be the next big superstars and going to be the next people talking at the larger cons so the, the grassroots thing absolutely works and and uh selfless plug the cyber pro podcast will be at the event and we are really looking forward to it and a big hat uh tip to rod and marco for that and we just wanted to give them a little more exposure for those of you in the bay area or beyond who find that information is always good no matter how you get it or where you get it because we never know where when we learn something it's going to be applicable to the next thing that we see or do in our jobs mm -hmm. so on that uh thank you rod for your time today uh for those of you who are interested in learning more about it we will have links below in the description box about the actual conference at the hacker dojo in mountain view california on saturday november 19th and possibly on friday as well got some special surprises and so let's walk away with a final question. And to you, Rod, it's kind of a feel-good question, right? As part of all of this helping that we do, can you share with us a story that happened to you in the past where it could have been even a small thing, but it really made a difference in someone's life and in a positive way? Love to hear a story. Yeah. One of the things that I do and that I usually push is to do meetings where everybody's welcome. That's usually why I usually select uh, public libraries. So, for example, in in the South Florida area, I'll go to the the Broward Library, which is an open library. Everybody's welcome. You can come in. And we did the same at the Martin Luther King for a long time until, unfortunately, the pandemic, and then it got complicated with the rules. But basically, we had had everything. We walk homeless, we have homeless people, we have, you name it, everybody's welcome because that's what I want. I don't want somebody to be, um, I'm going to say this, intimidated by a corporate environment, by signing an NDA, by being surrounded by, by cameras or civilians. So I usually try to do my meetings in open places. So here's my story. You have a couple of stories. One of them, the first one is, and I'm going to mention, and I'm going to say this person, who the name of this person, but I can tell you this person was a person that came out of the um, armed forces, and he was uh, so poor that in order for him 
to um, play video games, he had to hack them. And I saw him playing my Capture the Flags. So I, I do Capture the Flags that I run in my different conferences. And, and sometimes I do it at the ISSA, uh, at least down here. And um, he uh, impressed me so much that I decided I'm going to give this guy a chance. Right. And I ended up fast forward, ended up hiring him and he did amazing. Like I knew he was going to do. And now he's one of the top reverse engineerings in his company. And I would say of the industry that, that I would say, I would say that for sure. Here's another story. This person came to us and he used to change tires at Costco. Nothing wrong with changing tires at Costco, but he wanted to have, you know, he had kids house, et cetera, and, and, and was, you know, sort of pressed. This individual has his own security company, his own, his own IT company now, and he's doing much better. He's, his life, you can see him completely different. <laughs> and, I, and just like that, I have many others. The people that came, I, I remember one that sort of came frustrated. He was basically out of college, was working at the Genius Bar, felt like he was not going nowhere. He's now working for three-letter agency. So I have many, 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 many stories of people that have gone to, to make better lives and some of them to, to, to pay it forward. So their success is my success. I always tell them, when you, when you leave this place, you probably won't come back. You probably won't look back at this. But the only thing I ask you, because we don't charge anybody, is to pass it forward. As long as you do that, we'll make the world a little bit better. And that's my story. Awesome. Awesome. Rod, thank you again for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you.